What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, alongside a very special guest, Jonathan Jaggard, joining me today. How are you doing, Jonathan? Doing great. Pretty excited. It's been a while since I've been on this podcast, so pretty excited to be back up in the burbs hanging out with you, Jack. Yeah, great to have you here in studio. So if you checked out our last episode, we had a great time talking AL West with Anthony Franz. And Jordan Morandini, you enjoyed that one, didn't you? Yeah, it was really good. It was fun. There was three of you guys, you know, good back and forth, knowledgeable. Jordan Morandini knows a lot of stuff. And uh, your weatherman friend, uh, the meteorologist, <laughs> he did a great job. I like that guy. He was uh, smart, had some good takes. I loved his Rangers passion. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a great guy. So... No Jordan today. This is one of, so we got six of these MLB preview shows. We're recording this on March 7th, 2020. I'm guessing it'll probably be around March 9th, March 10th when you're listening to this. Just cracked a LaCroix right in the middle of that. Sorry. <laughs> I told Jordan he can take two off out of these six. He was He's out of town. He's in Florida. Am I being generous enough by letting him take two out of six off? Oh, I think that's way too generous, Jack. That's insane. <laughs> that He's taken 33% off. That means he's got a 66%. That's that's a D right there. I mean, so. it's not the Jack and Jordan show, though. No, it's, that's true. But yeah. he's your MLB preview guy, and he's been doing great stuff, working hard. You know, so he's out in Florida right he's now. He's one of the said, guys. We're getting more people involved yeah, this year. Yeah, no, that's great. No, no, no digs at Jordan. I, <laughs> I love his takes. He's got some really good stuff. You know, I'll, I'll try to represent two different people here. Well, I'll give you some takes from all over the place. If you really like Jordan, uh, I mean, stick around because Jonathan's great. You're going to want to hear this, even though Jordan's not here. Jordan will be with me tomorrow to record the AL Central preview with evan myers nice calling in from florida or he'll be in person he'll be back it's not not in person he'll be joining me from indy and evan will be joining me from columbus ohio okay who's he a fan of white Sox. white Sox. nice (laughs) i'm excited to hear that they're gonna have a good season it'll be fun um i'll definitely be looking forward to that preview jack so lots of great stuff coming up on the podcast i mentioned it last week on selection sunday there will be a live show Figuring out the details. We're playing around with the idea of having it on YouTube. There will be cameras. People can leave comments as we're talking. Evan Myers will join me. We'll be reacting to all of the Selection Sunday snubs and news. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, that's so cool. The the live show, I feel like that is such a great uh, plus to have. So I hope that goes well. People, I think people will like that because when I was telling people about this episode, they were asking if they could watch it live. Oh. And so I was like, no, but that's kind of interesting. So I yeah. think this will go well. And Hope obviously, so. March Madness, Selection Sunday, that's something you want to have live takes for. So that'll be really good, Jack. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be kind of crazy busy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And when I say live show, there will not be a studio audience, but maybe someday we'll get there. Hey, maybe you have your mom and your sister in the and background. And Blue and Dusty. And Blue and Dusty, your dogs. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Dusty. She is a real warrior. My favorite beta dog. <laughs> uh, and last thing I want to say here in my little preface, before we get into all of the thick of things for the day. I know you're listening to this. You might be listening to this on the 9th or the 10th. There's also a chance you're listening to this on the 15th or Mm -hmm. the 17th. There will be a March Madness pool. It's called Jack Vita Show. I've already set it up. Go in and get in that pool. And I'm 
figuring out what kind of prize we want to give the winner, but the winner will get to come on this podcast. Nice, nice. And will they get to pick the topic? That would be a pretty good prize. Too. No, it'll be <laughs> it'll basically be probably right after the national championship. We'll call them up for a segment. Yeah, uh, like a 15 minute segment, and we'll find out <laughs> how they did so well. What was the rhyme or reason to their? No, I, I like that. That's a lot more relevant. I, you got a lot of crazy listeners, so if you let them pick the topic, who knows what we're talking about? <laughs> hey, weird. our our <laughs> listeners aren't crazy. Come on. Yeah, if you let me pick the topic, Jack, you would your podcast would crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like that, it's time to talk about the AL East. That's right. Yankees, JJ, you're a Yankees fan, so it's fitting for you to be joining me. Yeah, yeah, so give a little preface on that. I currently live uh, half a block from Wrigley, and I grew up in the suburbs right by you, Jack. Um, (laughs) But my dad is from New Jersey, and he loved the Yankees growing up, you know, listening to the radio, listening to Mickey Mantle uh, winning World Series. So he brought that to Chicago when he moved here, and that was kind of the only sport that he forced on me put a Yankees cap on my head and, you know, was just rooting for them ever since. Grew up idolizing Jeter, but uh, but we're really excited for this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now that I'm thinking about it, I really should have uh, brought on some sort of Red Sox fan to uh, balance you out, but you know what? Probably not the best year to do that with the Red Sox. No, I mean, it's going to be interesting for them, you know? It's kind of this in-between year. It's like, are they going for it? Are they not? You know, they've got a really good team still. But the uh, the move from management show that they don't have belief. But I think they could. You know, well, let's they let's could talk about in. the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah, interesting off season. They go out. They trade Mookie Betts. They add a shortstop by the name of Jeter. Yeah, that's very true. strange. Yeah, Jeter very Downs. Weird. I think he's a number forty four prospect in all of baseball according to MLB Pipeline. Yeah, you like that guy, Jack? Haven't seen enough of him, but I've heard a lot of good things. Uh huh. He was making the news for that Jeter name. You know. That's it's kind of weird. You don't want to be <laughs> in a Red Sox uniform with the name Jeter on the back. Just feels wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's he's gonna be a marked man. He better perform. <laughs> yeah, not as not a marked man like those Astros players. You know, <laughs> they'll be a hit by pitch magnets. But hopefully, you, know, you you don't choose your name that you're born with. So no, it's kind of a funny storyline though. They also add Alex Verdugo, who quietly had a very nice 2019 campaign. Yeah, but. They lost Mookie Betts. I know it's a big loss. And Price, it's yeah. pretty crazy. That's you know those are two of their rocks, and you know Price is an inning eater. He could pitch real solid, um, and losing him is performed be in the postseason. Real for tough them. for their uh, their pitchers. Yeah, performed the big time in the postseason. He has so much experience that I think that'll hurt them. You know, not as much as Mookie, but I think. People, it seems like people aren't realizing how much it's going to hurt them as well. The other thing that's interesting is the Red Sox, one of their weaknesses that we've known about is their pitching staff. It's not it's not a great pitching staff. Chris Sale is banged up. He's getting a second opinion on his elbow right now. Yeah, it's it's really weird what's going on with Chris Sale. It seems like he doesn't, he doesn't know and the team doesn't know when he's going to be back. So that's just a big question mark. Yeah, and even when he was healthy last year, he struggled. He did not have a great 2019. In addition to that, Nathan Ivaldi, another guy, injury riddled 2019. So you got those two guys, Martin I, Perez. I think Ivaldi. Well, can we stay on him for a second? Sure. I think that he is going to bounce back. Okay. You know, he had a, a couple months off last year with injuries, um, but he 
like you know it was really it was really a disappointment he actually you know had some relief appearances too but I, what i was reading is he's reaching 100 miles per hour again in spring training so seems like he's back physically yeah um and he's really a solid pitcher so yeah i yeah. think i i think he's a good bounce back candidate just because you know this guy's an athlete and he is gonna want you know he was gonna want to prove himself because he just had a pretty terrible year um so i i think that that guy could be out to uh just for revenge on everyone <laughs> who thinks that he's not uh what he once was so absolutely so obviously him and sale are very talented eduardo rodriguez is also talented but again a lot of question marks with these guys, with their health, what you're going to get out of them. The four and five, Martin Perez, Colin McHugh. Yeah, did you see what Martin Perez did against the Yankees on, uh, I think it was Tuesday. He didn't even get out of the first inning, gave up like six <laughs> runs, something like that. I, I didn't know that, but it doesn't no, surprise me. Not not good, not good. That that game for the Red Sox was just embarrassing. And mm. I'm, not, I'm not a spiteful guy as a Yankees fan, you know, so I, I like to watch the Yankees do well. Um, but it was really embarrassing. The Red Sox, it just errors, just throwing it, just couldn't figure anything out. Dropping fly balls, you know, errant throws. Um, and I, f- I felt bad for Martin Perez, but he took <laughs> yeah. the bulk of that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on with him. Hopefully, he gets out of his head, figures it out for them. Well, looking at this Red Sox team, a lot of question marks around the pitching staff. Bullpen. Uh, what do you think of the bullpen? Um, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, they, it's you know, about it, average, probably. Yeah, it, it really is average. I don't think it's something that's going to yeah. be, you know, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be something that is like an Achilles heel for them. But you know, if you want to win in the playoffs, you need that solid bullpen. Yeah. So they clearly aren't a team that's built to make a deep playoff run. So I would say if this team stays intact and they are not selling off parts at the deadline, which they could be, mm-hmm. and we'll, we can maybe talk a little bit about that. But if this team remains intact, there aren't any injuries. This is still a pretty good lineup without bets. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the one through four really, you know, are just solid. Yeah. Ben Intendi, he's he's a good player and he's, yeah. he's young. So yeah, I think that he he showed a lot of flashes. He's a Yankee killer. Does well against my Yanks, um, but like he he is a good player and he's got a bright future. And then obviously Devers, it's a beast. Uh, Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez, of course, you know, cleaning it up there. That guy's gonna hit a lot of home runs no matter what's going on around him. So he's really he's really got this villain look to him. You know, I do, I I hate him so much, but you, you gotta respect him. He's just he's, he could play a bad guy in any movie. You know, um, but that one through four is really dangerous. You know, they're towards the top for a lot of offensive categories last year. Obviously, losing Mookie is going to hurt that. Yeah. But, but there's still, you know, Mitch Moreland behind in the five. That's not a bad Michael Chavis is another guy who's shown some uh, potential. Yeah. Lot to like about his game in yeah. his future. Maybe Jackie Bradley Jr. can learn how to swing a baseball bat. <laughs> You know, one of these days, it's it's so. That was ter- a low blow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's terrible when you're so talented defensively like that, and then you just, it's like, did he just never <laughs> learn to win? Like well, that's half the game. They also picked up Kevin Pillar, mm-hmm. and so I look at this defense, and you got Kevin Pillar off the bench, who's one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. They are, they're going to have a great defensive outfield. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Roto Champ actually has him starting. They've oh. projected him to start, so that would be pretty cool to see 
Um, it if, says Verdugo's, Verdugo is day-to-day, so I, would okay. that mean that Verdugo is the odd man out? Uh, maybe that's what it is. That might be Because I can't see Jackie Bradley Jr. taking a backseat, and no. certainly not Benintendi. No. So, I mean, yeah, it could be just like a back-and-forth who's hot. Um, so, And that's kind of nice. That's a good uh, outfield. That's yeah. a good outfield. It, it really is. I, I think that Benintendi could – I think he's got the raw stuff to be – Maybe not a star, but you know. I think he could be a star. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if Benintendi becomes, you know, one of the faces or the face of the Red Sox down yeah. the road. Um, but he's got he's got a lot of room to grow, a lot of potential, and he's had a solid first few years of his career. So as we look at this team, everything that they have offensively, defensively, assuming that everyone is still there going through the trade deadline, this looks a about, I would say, like an 80, 80-ish win team, like right around 500. Um, well, do we want to bring in the odd shark? Yeah, let's see. What, what, what do they have in there? They've got them at 84 and a half. So pretty close. They're, they're would thinking, you go over or under? Um, I I think I would go... i go under. I think I would go... Man, that's tough because you look at the, the Blue Jays, they're going to be better. Sure. Uh, the Orioles are going to be trash again. Yeah. The Yankees are going to be, you know, probably as good as they are they were last year. Rays will be as good as they were last year. So the only real difference there is the, the Blue Jays. So and they won eighty four last year. Well, so I'll I will go say, under. I'll go under. They okay, won. you'll yeah. go under. I will also say that while this division looks to be very similar to how it was last year in terms right. of the teams at the bottom or staying at the bottom. Right. You could look at the AL West as some of those teams getting better. You could look at the AL Central, White Sox getting more competitive. So I think the American League collectively is on the up. Yeah. And there have been so many bad teams in the American League over the last few years, which has gotten these totally inflated win totals. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I think looking at last year, they won 84 and they lost, you know, two of their best players. Yeah. So I think that the under is a safe pick there. Yeah. This was also the first thing they. The big move after firing Dave Dombrowski. I, I can't. I still can't believe that happened. I know it's a pretty bad look to start. He your, wins uh, a World <laughs> Series, then the next, not even a year later, he's out of his job. Right. And then you trade away out of a home too. No, it's not true. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's still got a very nice home and wherever he lives. But um, yeah, you're right. You're right. So now you're trading your best player and perhaps your best pitcher. Considering Chris Sale's health, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's rough. I would not want to be a Red Sox fan right now because it's kind of similar with the Indians, where like you got a lot, a lot of the raw goods, but mm-hmm. it's just the team doesn't, the you know, the management doesn't want to go for it, and so they those Red Sox fans are they're yearning because they see so much potential. They've got a you know good pieces in there, but. Doesn't seem like the team as a whole is committed to winning. So. so, do you think they should go full rebuild and consider trading a guy like Xander Bogart? <laughs> I started to say, it. okay, so their play-by-play guy. I'm blanking on his name. I'm starting to. I, I'm sorry. I want to give give credit where credits due. But whenever I watch the Red Sox on MLB TV, this guy's got a thick Boston accent, and he says Bogarts. Bogarts. <laughs> he sounds like Ted. Bogarts. It's like oh my. <laughs> He sounds like, oh, Ted, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not coming up, but Red Sox play over yeah. Sorry, you're not getting credit on that. <laughs> but maybe like Jackie Bradley Jr. He a guy maybe they could trade. Dave O'Brien, is that who it was? Yeah, that's the, correct. The yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's the credit. Yeah. <laughs> so who are you saying they trade? 
you think they could trade a guy like Bogarts yeah. or Bradley? I mean, considering that they would trade Mookie Betts, they go full rebuild yeah. here. Well, the only reason I, I and like I hope as a Yankees fan that they're good because it's fun to play against a good Red Sox team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't want them to be better than the Yankees, obviously, but. Um, but I think for them, their hope is that they have a competitive enough season that Mookie will want to come back. And if he gets the same offer from the Red Sox as another team, you know, he'll look at the Red Sox and be like, this is a team that uh, they traded us away for long-term reasons, but they've still got this window to win. And so hopefully they can, you know, rip off some wins, get close <laughs> to the wild card spot, and convince Mookie to come back. So I wouldn't recommend full rebuild. Well, they... They did that similar move when they traded Johnny Lesser in 2014. Didn't right. work out for him. Right. He felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. He said, you traded me. Why should I come back? Someone said it's kind of like breaking up with a girlfriend and then expecting her to come back to you. Yeah. Tough, tough, tough one to convince there. <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it's a business. I think yeah. these guys understand. I think in today's MLB, people are seeing that more and more, you know, with less less loyalty, uh, people are just trying to make as much money as possible. Which yeah. I I can respect that because you're just you've worked your whole life for this. It's your job, um, and so I, I'm sure Mookie understands. Hopefully, he doesn't have too much fun in LA, <laughs> yeah. um, and then he'll just want to come back. You know? I mean, that's the thing. That's the tough thing. If you were trading him to say Cleveland, right? He'd be like, oh, Boston. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Go back to Boston. But you're trading him to Southern California. It's going to be 80 degrees all season long I know. by the beach. <laughs> he could do like what Manny did, you know, a few years back. He become <laughs> a star there. Manny would. Yeah. Mookie would. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he won't emulate Manny too much, but. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> the Ma- Mookie would. I like that. Mookie so would. I will go. First. I'll go 78. Really? So, yeah. That's pretty low. Should I go 80? Is 80? Yeah, stick with your original pick. All right, I'll go 80. Um, and I, 80 so wins. I'll, I'll go under. I'll probably go uh, I'll go 81 just because okay. I don't want to give you that, that <laughs> one. Um, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they go over just because a lot of their – they have some stars on yeah, their team. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it could be a good season for the Red Sox, and it'll end perfectly if they can convince Mookie to come back. I got our next team to talk about. We're All actually right. going to save the Yankees for a little bit. Nice. I'm okay with that. We want to we wanna draw interest, build yeah. momentum. Yeah, not too much. We got to space out the good teams and the bad teams. Oh, boy. Division. That means we got a bad one coming. <laughs> the Toronto Blue Jays nice. last year called up three guys in their infield. It's an exciting infield to watch. Yeah. Kevin Biggio, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Bo Bichette, who ended up looking like the best one out of the three of them last year. Yeah. Performance-wise. Right. They've got some nice young talent. They go out, they sign Hunjin Ryu, Tanner Roark. There are things to like about the direction that this team is going in. Mm-hmm. But totally. they're not winning too many games this year. <laughs> no, I know. I think, I think if you're a Blue Jays fan, you're super excited. They're going to get – there's going to be so many highlight reels – uh, like you look at last year, there was just so many great highlights of. Uh, they just had all these exciting games where their young guys would come up big, and you know the fans are getting super into it. And I was, I think I was kind of confused at first when they brought in Ryu. Um, yeah, you know, he's one of the best pitchers in the MLB, and it's like you guys aren't really competing next year. Why are you doing that? 
But I think in two years, they'll be fighting for a wild card spot. And in three, they could be a contender. Um, and so hopefully, Ryu, you know, he's really comfortable in Toronto by then. Uh, and he can be kind of their, their ace that is leading this team along with a stacked offense. Um, so I, I think it's I think that there's a lot to be excited for. You know, that's what everyone's saying. But he's age... What age thirty one? Age thirty two? Uh, how old is Rio? Uh, I think he, he is in his thirties. Let's let's look that up. He's at but, least thirty two, I believe. Yeah, he may be older than that. He also had such a good year last year. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, if mm-hmm. you're talking about three years down the road from now. Yeah, uh, I mean that that is a long long time, and there's no guarantee that it'll be that great. Uh, he's thirty two right now. Turning yeah. thirty three in a couple weeks. Yeah. It, that is March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. He'll be thirty three very soon. But I think that if he takes care of his body, like you're seeing, so many pitchers learn how to reinvent themselves. Absolutely. And, uh, so I think it's it's not. It wouldn't be too far fetched to say that he'll be at the end of that contract. You know, still a very solid pitcher and a an adequate uh, number one. But um, you know, they'll they'll definitely bring in more pieces as this as this grows. Maybe they'll trade. You know, one of those young guys for yeah. uh, a bigger star, or something like that. But yeah, it's they're they're gonna be fun, and every time they play the Yankees, it's gonna be a little bit of you know you're you're not gonna be comfortable playing this team because they're just so exciting and fun. Their pitching rotation mm-hmm. is not very strong, and that that seems to be maybe a trend in this division. Hitters parks, not great pitching staffs. There are two pitching staffs that we both are. We both like a lot that we haven't talked about. Their pitching staff, Hunjin Ryu, Tanner Roark, Chase Anderson, Matt Schumacher, who if you you may remember a few years ago took a line drive off the head when he was pitching for the Angels. Yeah. Trent Thornton. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> now, there is the reason I bring this up, it's not a very good pitching staff as currently constructed. Right. But they have the number eight prospect according to MLB Pipeline. A right. right-handed pitcher by the name of Nate Pearson, and he's expected to be up sometime this season. So that's something to keep an eye on with this team. Yeah. Is he in the situation where they're going to do like the, what is it, you wait like three weeks and then you bring him up to get that extra year? You know, control? I'm not sure. I don't know. Have you read anything about that? No, but, that, I mean, that's definitely a uh, uh, common thing. You know, the the fans definitely want him up there. Uh and I'm sure it's probably what's going to happen because that happens so often where you get a guy that's ready to be in the show. <laughs> but, you know, obviously the team, it's a business. And that rule needs to change, obviously. You know, that's yeah, not, it does. It's not a good rule. Well, sometimes pitchers just need a little more work in the minors first. But like, think about how they like to rehab guys in the minors. Right. So maybe that's what he needs. Right. Yeah. Not going to the season cold. Yeah. Um, as a rookie. I guess it does just depend, depend on how his spring training goes. But I think you're right. That that actually would make sense. Give them some time down there, and that's how they'll sell it to the fans. You know, when really it's probably for getting an extra year of control. <laughs> uh, but so outside of uh, so that so that's Nate Pearson, Hyunjin Root. Who out of those other four starters do you like the most between mm. uh, Schumacher? Yeah, Roark. The the guy who had the best season ERA wise. Yeah, Roark. Yeah, with the Reds last year. Yeah, he's. He I mean, went over the A's. Did well too. Yeah. Um, so I I would definitely say him out of those four, but yeah, uh, I I think that they'll it'll be interesting to see and maybe you know Hyunjin Ryu is just carrying anchoring that rotation. They bring up Pearson uh, and he starts 
throwing bullets uh, and that it, it's so interesting to see when you add one piece to a pitching staff that's solid how it just lifts everyone else up around it that could definitely happen for them that'd be really cool to see Hyunjin Ryu just set a new standard um, he probably knows some stuff that could help the uh, the rest of the staff uh, out so that, that'll be they'll be fun to watch I'm excited I'll definitely turn on some Blue Jays games they're probably one of the only teams that will finish under 500 that I will enjoy watching. You know, like how many under five, maybe, well, maybe the White Sox finish under Okay, so too. this is always a fun conversation. It's sure. picking out who are the teams that are going to be fun to watch and bad. Yeah. The Reds were a go-to a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I don't think the Reds are bad anymore. We'll, right. We'll talk about that later this week uh, with Jordan Morandini. But uh, last year, a team that I enjoyed watching, at least in the first half of the season, they lost 100 games. Kansas City Royals. Why the Kansas City Royals, you ask? Because they had so many speedy guys. It was fun to watch them play small ball when Billy Hamilton was there, <laughs> Whit Merrifield, uh, Terrence Gore. Yeah. And they had another guy. They they just had speed everywhere. Is Solaire fast? I have no, no idea. No, but he, he led he the league. He hits balls in, fast. He led the league in homers. He hits balls fast. So that was an entertaining team. I was going to say the same thing. Blue Jays are going to be up there for me in terms of Teams that are not going to be super competitive, but that are going to be intriguing and entertaining to watch. Entertaining because we talk about some of these guys, and intriguing to see what some of these young players are going to uh, turn into. Yeah, I I totally agree. You know, they've got the the BGs up there. That's what I like to call their young guys. <laughs> they got Bichette, Biggio, Guriel, and Guerrero, uh, and those. All four of them are just going to be. You're going to want to have watched them as young players when they're all stars and totally in four years. Um, yeah. So you know they're going to they're just going to have highlight reel plays that you'll see all over Bleach Report, ESPN, <laughs> all that stuff. So um, where is Justin Smoke now? He signed with a new team. Did he's, he? Yeah, he's not on the Blue Jays anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. My guess is the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Let's see. But, but we'll find out right now, folks. He currently plays for. Oh, it says he's still in the Blue Jays. Well, that's no, no, the Brewers. There we go. Oh yeah, that's a great pickup for yeah. the Brewers. That's is a he, good one. Who was their first baseman before? Before Smoke? Yeah. Oh, you know it's interesting. It was Travis Shaw. Well, he was no Travis Shaw didn't play first base, but he did play uh, third base for the Brewers. And he Travis Shaw comes over now to Toronto yeah. and is playing first base for the Blue Jays. Oh, it was uh, it was Jesus Aguilar and Eric Thames that platoon. Okay, not Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> different guy. Jesus Aguilar. Yeah, uh, I just saw the Brewers signed an extension for the for Christian Yelich. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was a that was a great signing, and that's definitely one that doesn't really relate to the division. No, but... not at all. <laughs> we were talking Brewers for a hot sack, so yeah. good preview for the NL Central. Is there anyone else on this team that you like? Yeah, I like Derek Fisher. Yeah. Uh, Ex-NBA player coming to the MLB. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't even know who he was until I was doing a little Scored the game-winning run in uh, that long, the longest World Series game ever, that game between the Dodgers and the Astros where they ran out of ads. Was, oh, he was really? on the Astros when they won. He's a 2017 Astro. Yeah. He'll, uh, I wonder what his takes are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's just kept his mouth shut. Those, uh, was he, did he ride the bench for them? I didn't even know he played for them. 
Yeah, he was a he was a pinch runner. Pinch runner. Another, another speedy guy. Yeah. We're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tasker Hernandez. You know, maybe he can. He's their DH this year. Maybe you can. Excited to see what he does. Got a good name. Yeah, Dale Scott. For sure, yeah. Randall Grichik is a nice player. He's been productive in mm-hmm. the past. And Billy McKinney, another one who was oh, a, true. He was a high prospect. Got traded over in that. Aralis Chapman trade to the yep. Yankees, and there was nowhere for him to play in that outfield. Yeah. So maybe he'll get some opportunities this year. He's yeah. had some injury problems, too. Yeah. I, I, I remember watching when he got injured with the Yankees, I think it was, a few years back. Yeah. He, really, he run into a wall or yeah, something. Yeah, I think he like, slid into it, and his knee just smacked in. So. Yeah, that was horrible. Tough go. It was ugly. That What's the win total trainer, so. looking like? Win total. All right. Uh I'm guessing it's somewhere in the 70s. I have it pulled up here. Um, but what, what, what's your guess? I'm going to pull it back up. I'd like to hear what the over-under total is, but and I want to look. Let me look real quick at yeah. how many they so, won last year. So I've got it here now. It is a 75 and a half. Ooh, man, yeah. I go under. Yeah, would you go under? I would go under. Uh, I think that they're... They're probably a popular overpick right now just because of how exciting that team is. Um, and yeah. I'll, I'll get on that train. Okay. I'll get on that train just because we were talking about earlier, the, the reason I went under with the Red Sox is because the Blue Jays are going to be a little better. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but how many wins do they have? Last year they won 67, 67 games. Do you think they're eight, nine games better well, than last year? I think that all of those young guys are, you know, at least – one and a half war better this year than they were last year. Hmm. And I think bringing in Ryu, uh, I I don't think that that would... I could see 76 wins. I could definitely see 76 wins out of this team. It's a possibility, but they also lost Justin Smoke, who was an all-star. Okay. I'm going under. I would go way under, actually. Way I under. Think they're pretty close to that 67 from last year. Uh, last year, Could they break the way, 70, Jack? They can. I'm not. They're. I'm not expecting them to. Last year we had one, two, three, four, five, six teams with 90 losses or more in the American League. They were one of those teams. They lost 95 last year. Mm. I'm gonna go. Give me a number, specific number. I'm going with 64 wins below. Uh, yes. Last yes. Year's and you know why? Dang, Jack. Part of that again is who are you playing? I think the rest of the American League is better. I don't think this team is, while there are pieces there and things to get excited about, I don't think this team is significantly better from where it was last year. And I wouldn't be surprised when a lot of other teams are playing or getting better. Yankees are going to be better this year. I think the Rays are going to be better this year. So someone's going to have to lose 90-something in order for those two teams to be close to 100 wins like they were last year. Yeah. That's true. I think the only thing that would bring the Yankees down is if these injuries continue like they did last year. But then again, they did all that last year with yeah with <laughs> so you know they're they're really not losing much. The Rays aren't losing much, and it, the the Red Sox though they're the ones that are losing something. So that's kind of my that's take true for, for them being able to win more. You know what they remind me of and go over. And go 76 wins, baby. They remind me a little bit of the White Sox from 2018, where there was a lot of buzz about that team going into the season. Okay, this team is looking like a team that could get towards 500. There are all these young pieces. But it's got to get ugly before it can be 
it's got to be bad before it can get good. Yeah. And the White Sox that year ended up winning 62 games, despite all that preseason hype. Yeah. Well, and those guys, despite calling up all those players, despite those guys improving, they just weren't a good team. Sure. Yeah. You know, they could need, that's true, they could need a full uh, uh, season under their belt where they've, like, actually had some experience before. Yeah. And that could be really helpful for them to then next year you know, actually approach that. So I wouldn't be too surprised if, you know, they fall short of the uh, 75 and a half, but I'll, I'll be, I'll root for them as, you know, I would love to see them do well. Um, so yeah, that's the Blue Jays. All right. Here's my next question for you, Jonathan. Sure. Baltimore Orioles. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a is lot there a of team, questions. Is there a team you. that's going to lose more games in 20, 20- 20 than the Baltimore Orioles. No, is the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got in my notes here, expect garbage. So <laughs> that's literally what I wrote. Um, yeah, these guys are bad. It's literally just a team of guys that you haven't heard before. It's, it's a part of the rebuilding process. They yeah, lost but, 108 last year. Right. 54 wins. 54 Last year, Detroit Lions or <laughs> Detroit Lions. The Detroit so, Lions would win more games than these Orioles. Probably would. Probably would. I'm just so they used to talking would. about how, you know, how disappointing the Detroit Lions are. Detroit Tigers, 47 and 114 last year, ended up losing more games than the Orioles this last year. But the Orioles are in pole position. For that honor this year. <laughs> yeah, they're coming in hot. What was their win total last year, you said? Last year? Yeah. 54 and 108. Man, I could see that exact same number again, Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be pretty <laughs> terrible. You know, so you got to kind of try to look for a couple bright spots here, I guess, just to, like to yeah. give you a reason reason to watch the first three innings. You know, <laughs> I guess well, the Orioles fan, because there's no way anyone is watching that full game. I um, would watch either their high A team or their double A team to watch <laughs> Adley Rushman. Okay, I thought you were saying that you would encourage fans to just watch the uh, minor league. Oh, that, that's league. exactly what I was saying. Oh, thinking. that is yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> oh my gosh. That is that is a jab. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, so who who do you like in their system right Adley now? Adley Rushman was the uh, he was a top five pick in the draft last year. He's a catcher and he's currently the number four overall prospect in all of baseball. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to play there all through twenty twenty. It sounds like he won't get up till twenty twenty one. He was the number one overall pick last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolute beast. Uh, they definitely have been, you know, improving their system a bit, but it kind of seems like they sputtered for a little bit, and they yeah. didn't. They didn't go on like the full rebuild train. You know, they probably should have. Uh, They're doing it now. Traded Machado. You know that yeah. would, that yeah, would yeah, have been yeah, helpful yeah. if they if did they that. trade him sooner than they did. Yeah, you know, uh, um, Trey Mancini. You know, they'll probably deal him. At he's the good. Yeah. He is a guy to watch. Yeah, he's he's really solid. Um, but and so I, I hope for their sake that they trade him. I also think they made a very nice pickup this winter in picking up Jose Iglesias, who's coming off a year where he batted like two ninety or three hundred, and he's one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball. Yeah, and he's there on like a one year deal for about two and a half million dollars, which 
I don't understand why a team like the Cubs weren't jumping in on that. Yeah. I mean, the Orioles just needed bodies. So <laughs> they were taking the bodies that no one else was taking. But yeah, the team like the Cubs could have used something, you know, something like that. That's like a good replacement player. That's oh, that's no, he's yeah. uh, he's above replacement, I would say. Well, I don't think offensively he's Well, last uh, year what was he at? Like 290? Sure, last year he was hitting in 2019, average 288, uh, on base 318. No, not good OBP. Not great. OPS 724. He likes that. So that, that's how many homers? Homers 11. Yeah, in the juice ball. Juice ball, yeah. <laughs> and that was double his uh, career high. So okay. that's like the peak. A lot of good yeah. points there. A lot yeah. of good points. He's but a great defensive yeah, player. They're saying, you know, sure, you, it, that's kind of helpful when you've got a terrible team. If you're not making embarrassing errors out there, um, you know that that'll be that'll be good for you uh, and the fans and the morale. But um, you know, a guy like I, I don't think that they're that good defensively either. So it's it's just it's just a rough <laughs> team all around. I think last year most errors in baseball. Yeah, they were right up there. They were maybe in the top five or six. I know at the top it was the Mariners, the Pirates, the Cubs. Nice three, Go and Cubs. I think the Orioles were not far behind. Yeah, that's one thing that can help your fan base out is if you're not dropping fly balls and just throwing <laughs> away balls at first. Got, um, so that's helpful, but they just don't have that, unfortunately. So, um, you know, I, I think, though, that they're, uh, like, they could maybe do something uh, as far as pitching goes. They could, they could throw together some decent starts. I like Alex Cobb. You like yeah. Alex Cobb? Well, he's, he hasn't really delivered on that contract quite yet yeah no it's it's true but so he, maybe he's a guy they can trade if he if he has a good first half right i think that that's what would be the best case scenario for him because like back in uh you know early uh, was it 2013 2014 he had a couple uh sub three era seasons so he oh, knows yeah. he knows how to pitch obviously uh 29 team for him was a wash only pitched uh 12 innings 2018 had a 4.9 ERA, so kind of uh, not great. But he's someone who, he's only 32, so hopefully you know he can put something together. Uh, you know, sub four ERA, get traded, net them a prospect or two. Same thing for obviously same thing for Mancini. I think that'd be great for them to just get rid of these guys because they're really not that exciting of players. I mean, Mancini's a good player. Well, but, it's just in relativity to what their team is. It's not like it's a right. star that's going to sell tickets. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not really gaining anything by having these guys. So just keep on uh, just gutting this team and, yeah. and just build a future because you're going to go, you know, that's what the Astros did. They went through some terrible teams <laughs> uh, in order to, you know, build a juggernaut. Um, and you really got to commit to that rebuild, you know, uh, and it's, it seems like they are, but just keep doing it. Get rid of Mancini, man. Unless you want him to be around for, uh, you know, for the end of the rebuild. But I don't Another guy I don't that, see that they took a flyer on this offseason who can also be a good candidate to flip at the deadline is Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. LeBlanc. Last year, really rough 2019. 5-7 ERA. He appeared in 26 games, got eight starts. So he wasn't really in the rotation for very long. But in 2018, 27 starts with a 3.72 ERA. That's pretty good. Yeah. You'll you will definitely take that if you're an Orioles fan. You'll say, "Hey, like keep him on the team." So that's a guy keep that you could out there. He goes out there, he gives you something in the first half. 
you deal them. Get rid of them. Deal them. Same thing with John Means. You know, yeah. that's and that's who we haven't talked about. Who's the uh, definitely the best pitcher on this team? Um, he's young too. Uh, I think he's 27, 26, 27. Um, had a solid year last year, like something like three five ERA, three six, something like that. Um, but he'll like I would if I'm an Orioles fan, I'm just hoping for players to play their way out of Baltimore. Because <laughs> um, it's not them playing well and you keeping them is not going to do you any good. No. So just deal it, gut it, you know, wear your grimy O's hat <laughs> around town and uh, just don't really watch. That's what I would recommend to Orioles fans. <laughs> don't watch your team. No, don't watch say that. the minor league team. No, that's yeah, good. We, we need true. the minor league uh, minor leagues need some love this offseason. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm sure you've talked about this on your podcast. Not too much. Not too much, but, you know, with the potential slashing of all these teams. You know, yeah, it's give, give them some love. Find a find a stream online. I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> if you dig deep into Reddit, you'd find some kind of stream. For <laughs> I'm the, sure. Uh, figure it out if you're in what's the What's the over-under win total that we have here? Under-over win total for the Baltimore Orioles. Last but year, again, 54 wins. 54 wins. Uh, before we take a look, I, w- I want to have my unbiased look. I will go uh, 49 wins for them. Um, that's my prediction. And uh, so I think that they I think that they're going to have a worse season than last year. Um, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. What, what's your number? Well, I want to give me, no, give me the you total. Want it first? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 56 and a half. So they actually oh, under. See yeah. improvement. Yeah. No, Definitely no under. way. I don't see any improvement on this team. And it's, again, maybe not. This division might not be a whole lot better, but the league is better. I think you're, you have 49. Yeah. I think that's a really good number. Yeah. I'll go 50. They're not, okay. They're not breaking, they're not getting to five, I'll tell you. <laughs> Wrong side. Of I 50. think, you know what? So. 50, they lose 110. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. They right. will lose 110. All right, we'll agree on that. 49 <laughs> or 50. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, guys, if you're an Orioles fan. Also, for for his own sake, I, I just really want Chris Davis to have a better year than he did last year. Yeah. That was sad. That is that we didn't talk about him. Sad. He was excellent for them around 2013, 2014, when they were really competitive. Yeah. But it has been a while since the Buck Show Alter days, I'll tell you that much. So uh, let's let's be rooting for that guy. Yeah, Chris. I want to see it. I want to see it. I also want to see the other Chris Davis go up from where he was last year because last year he had down here. Yeah, you don't want to be named Chris Davis. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I had a neighbor named Chris Davis uh, back in the day, just a very below average guy. <laughs> um, so that's that's just kind of. A I, I really Chris hope Davis's. that uh, if. Your name is Chris Davis. You're not listening to this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, shout out Stuart Davis. Great guy. Oh, awesome dude. Yeah, awesome, awesome dude. Uh, principal at Christian Heritage Academy. But uh, Duran Davis. Duran Davis. Yeah, go Hoosiers, baby. Big loss today to Wisconsin. Got to congratulate them. It was a good one. Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So go Orioles. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the Yankees here. Nice. We only we only have about twenty minutes. That's fine. So let's, let's do, do ten and ten. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. And we don't we don't have to talk too much about the Yankees. People know what's going on with these guys. Everyone knows the Yankees. Winners of the off season right. go out. They get Garrett Cole. Yeah. Now, there are some uh, some interesting spring training stories with this team. Definitely Aaron, quite a few. Aaron Judge. Yeah. The rib. 
Is it a stress fracture on a rib? Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that he he will probably need to have it removed. They're yeah. hoping that he won't, but he might. And I, like this is pretty new. This is as of yesterday, so I didn't do a ton of research on the uh, specifics of the injury. But we're just hoping he doesn't have to have surgery, uh, and maybe he'll miss like, gosh, I feel like if he misses a month, I would be happy with that. <laughs> Because it could, it could be a lot more if you need surgery like that. So um, we just gotta hope and pray that that is not real. But the thing is, they they have backup options. So yeah. really, if Judge isn't if he misses half a season, it it does suck. But uh, they've got great backup options. Uh, they also another one, Gary Sanchez, sore back. Yeah, he's not playing through the rest of this week. Yeah, and he's. Not had a great spring training. Yeah. Not uh, that that's something super important. Yeah. Well, I think part of that, he's he's, focused, he's working a lot on his defensive game. That's good. Um, and it is good. They brought it in. It needs a, work. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> well, so what happened, it was crazy. He was a terrible, he was terrible at blocking balls yeah. two years ago, but he was really good pitch framer. So then he started focusing on blocking, but then his pitch frame, his like pitch frame ability went down. So he kind of it was like a net, just net neutral. So interesting. Um, so it's he. We got a new catching coach, and we're hoping that uh, that'll just improve him a lot there. But as long as he's healthy, obviously, and he's battled health. Are they ever gonna just go DH with him? Um, well, the thing is, like, uh, and I, I was like, people talk about that all the time, but. Uh, that to have a catcher who can do what he does, and then sure, uh, like that he's definitely the best offensive catcher in the MLB. Oh, I disagree. Oh, I would go Contreras and Real Muto. Uh, if you just look at any numbers, Gary Sanchez is doing way even in Gary Sanchez's terrible year a couple years ago, he was still a top five offensive catcher. And so that guy, he can if he hits forty home, he hit thirty nine. Uh, no, he hit thirty three. He was in the mid thirties last year and like playing like a hundred something game, like not that many games so i definitely think that regardless of whether or not he's the best having him at the catcher is so valuable because if he's dh'ing you know then that's somebody else who can't dh and then we've got kyle higashioka and who love that guy great defensive player but he's a 200 hitter so it's if if you can keep him there then you can have stanton or judge right dh spot yeah 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 Um, so that's why it's so valuable well but i would just can what i would say is you see a lot of these catchers in order for them to have a nice long career they give them more days off yeah at first base oh well they they definitely they definitely do give him days off. yeah boone's really good about that but joe mauer ended up moving over to first base yeah i i don't think that full the we're i mean that's worst case scenario because yeah obviously you want to let him develop yeah as a catcher and right now we kind of need the dh spot for other players so like really hoping that that doesn't happen Uh, so no more dd gregorius yeah he's out sad to see him go he was such a fun player have some great memories of him. And I think he's going to have a good year. For I the do, Phillies. too. I love him. I love Joe Girardi out there. I think yeah. that they're going to have a nice, solid team. Glaber Torres moves over to short. Yep, that's exciting. Hoping that that is not too big of a change just because, you know, you've got more cameras on you when you're the shortstop <laughs> yeah. than the second baseman. Um, but he's he's just a mature guy. He's maturity beyond his years, and I think that he's going to handle that well. Should have a. I think he'll have a similar season to last year. Offensively, I don't think he's going to make some crazy jump, but uh, also the ball is probably different this year. So, well, I'd also say one of the things that happens is I do think they get better defensively at second base with Lemayhu playing there all the time. He's a Gold Glover. 
Yeah. He's a great defensive second baseman. Oh, he, yeah, he's awesome. It was he, so, mm-hmm. in my opinion, was their best offensive performer last year. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely, I agree with that. I'd probably say best position player last year. Yes, yeah. he was the team MVP. He was the most consistent. And I think uh, it's funny how people were so, like, I can understand how he wasn't the guy that everyone going in, everyone's just, oh, I can't wait to watch DJ LeMahieu play. No one was like that. But there was also this level of people being like, I'm shocked that he's hitting 320. Yeah. Or whatever. It's like, he's won a batting title. Well, if you're a very <laughs> casual fan, like, I didn't even know who he was before he really? got traded. Because I don't really follow Free him agent. now. Or, yeah, before they signed him uh, a couple years ago, last year. Uh, I didn't even know who he was because I don't follow the NL super closely. And if you're playing in Colorado, you're not going to get a ton of you know press coverage. So the True. the casual fan who just focuses on their own team, yeah, it, I think there were people. Well, we heard it from the press too. Yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah. So I, yeah, even the press was surprised. So it was, um, and he wasn't even supposed to. I don't think he was starting the opening day. <laughs> yeah, they had. That's a weird thing. I'm like. I could not believe that this guy was coming off the bench for them. Yeah. I mean, it was insane depth, but still. And then they realized, oh, yeah, this guy's actually probably... He won a gold glove in 2018, won a batting title in 2017, I believe it was. Yeah. So, love that guy. good team, obviously. Um, Do you want some of the other storylines that are going on right now? Well, I was just going to... I'll give you a couple here. I'm just going to make a couple comments. Yeah. Great bullpen. We all know that. Uh-huh. And where they've been lacking is their pitching rotation. They go out, they get the best pitcher in the American League from last year. In my opinion, Garrett Cole should have been the Cy Young last year. Yeah. That streak he went on, it was like, what, 26 games started in a row that the, oh, yeah. that the Astros great. won? Incredible. Um, so He was very smart to get out of Houston before all that stuff yeah. surfaced. He <laughs> was able to... His branding by going out there and wearing the Scott With Boris, the Boris hat. hat. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was so awesome. Good for him. He knew that that place was toxic. Toxic environment. He wanted to come somewhere. The Yankees clubhouse is one of the best in baseball. It's very relaxed. People have a lot of fun there. It's a place where guys go. And when they leave, they uh, they miss it. And they talk about they People just have the highest praises for the Yankees clubhouse. So I think that that's going to be great for him. Uh, he's a real competitive guy. Um, so him and LeMahieu, they're the two real focused competitive guys. So they'll be taking jabs at each other the whole season. Um, and I think that Cole's just going to lift the game of Tanaka. Obviously, we lost Severino for the season, if you didn't hear. That's, that's yeah. really tough. Um, so, yeah. But we didn't even have him at all last year. He pitched like three games. So... It's really not a difference from last year. Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman. Suspension. Yeah, yeah, really, and he deserves that suspension. Yeah, you know, pretty terrible when you're conducting yourself like that. But I think that the Yankees are going to need him. Yeah, uh, they will need him. They're going to need Paxton to get healthy too. Yeah, they definitely will. He's out a few months. That's also unfortunate. Um, so when they both come back, I think that this team will be even better. But until then, I still I still like the rotation. You know. Well, I was going to say it's an opportunity. For a guy like Jordan Montgomery to come back in, yeah, and he missed all last year. Yeah, that was and that was so sad because he had such a great rookie year. Uh, I think he led the AL in ERA two years ago for rookies, um, and then he just misses his next season, misses the sophomore campaign. So excited for him. He's uh, interesting thing about him. He's got the highest release point in baseball, uh, and that just helps as a pitcher. You know, with the hitter when the ball is just coming down on you from even higher, it's just harder to hit so that's one of his things and I think he could have a really solid year mature guy 
Um, so it's definitely a great opportunity for him to be because now he's needed. Yeah, um, and it's also pretty crazy. You know, Yankees fans were going nuts wanting J.A. Happ to get traded this offseason. <laughs> now he's the number three starter. Yeah, you need him. You really <laughs> yeah, need him. We need him out there. Um, <laughs> and he's been having a good spring training. I think he had a terrible last year, but ended the year, uh, the his month of September, he was pitching like 2-5 ERA baseball. So he's, he's. I'm hoping that he does what he did in September. And, and then the number five spot is either going to be an opener or uh, a young guy. They got Davey Garcia, this great prospect. Uh, they call him they call him Little Pedro. Uh, <laughs> he, he's kind of similar to Pedro in the way he carries himself and pitches. So, I I think it's it's went from being a great rotation uh, with the addition of Cole. And I wouldn't say it was Severino. a great rotation. But, oh, well, healthy Severino plus Cole. That, okay, so. But you don't mean last year was a great no, rotation. No, I don't. Okay, I don't. clarify. Because I, mean, I would not say it was a we great went rotation into last this year. Season, into this season. Like with a great rotation. With a great rotation. Now we just have a good rotation. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think by the end of the year, if Paxton and Herman really get to uh, like get in a groove, it could be a great rotation. It could be. Yeah. It but, really could be. I think right now it's the second best rotation in this division. Yeah. Which is... A compliment. That's not. Yeah. That's not. Not to a knock on them in any way. I don't know if I really see their rotations surpassing the Rays this year in terms of who has the better staff in this division. But like you said, and I've, this team is just so is built so well for the regular season. Yeah. No, it's it's true. They they'll like they're just so deep offensively. I think that's the thing. It's, yeah. Um. So it's there's gonna be a lot of battles out there too. I think that they're gonna do just fine. So we only got ten minutes left. Yeah, ten minutes left. Uh, I just also want to give yeah. a quick shout out to my boy Mike Talkman. Yes. He's not actually my boy. I don't know him, but he's <laughs> a Chicagoland guy. Um. He'll be filling in. Uh. Clint Frazier will be in the outfield. Clint yeah. Frazier will be getting some time just because Stanton and Judge will be missing time. Clint so. Frazier, the forever, um, the eternally in trade rumors. Yes. Always. Every Always. single trade rumor. Uh, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier. Oh, maybe the maybe the Yankees should trade for Schwarber. Who we trade? Oh, Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier for him. Yeah, no, he was definitely shopped at the deadline. Teams didn't want him, though. So I think uh, part of it is because everyone knows they want to trade him. Yeah. There just isn't any room for and, him. And normally so that's, it's, we can unload him and some exactly. type of deal get him for nothing. And normally the Yankees keep their cards close, but with him it, it kind of spilled open, so teams just, <laughs> they gave the Yankees some lowball off. But... He's also eternally like a 16-year-old high school girl. <laughs> he is so immature. Uh, what happened last year, we're just hoping that he has his head screwed on straight this year so that he can actually be a, you know, give some meaningful contributions. Okay, so, let me give you a quick toss-up. Sure. Answer this in 10 seconds or less. Sure. Gio Urshela or Miguel Andujar? Urshela. Okay. Uh, much better defensively, almost as good offensively. And another quick question here. Stanton, what are you expecting from him this year? Stanton, I want him to take a month off to start the year to get because he's still got some like little nagging injuries. Yeah, and if he's healthy, he could be. He's probably the best hitter in the AL East if he's healthy. But I, he needs to get healthy, and so you don't want to rush him back from anything. So All right. I, I expect thirty home runs. That's inclusive of miss, some missed time for injuries. Okay, and what's the over under total? Their over under is one hundred two and a half. So. They won 103 Ooh, yeah. last year. I'm going to go over, but like at 104. Uh, I don't think that they're 
I think they got that number really good. Yeah, no, I, that's, I agree. That's a great number for them. I'm going to go slightly under. Mm-hmm. I'll go 99. 99, okay. I think that anywhere in the 98 to 104 window is, is acceptable. Uh, I'm just going to take the highest number in that window because that's what I want. So, uh, <laughs> my very biased view. Um, no, I think that that I think that yeah. that's fair. Uh, there's just a lot of unknowns just because of injuries this year, so it's really hard to predict that number right now. And one last thought on the Yankees, and we gotta get to the last team. This whole Astros debacle, best PR for the Yankees ever. Yeah, they're the good guys again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. They had, you know, their entire history, they've been the bad guys. But ever since their little uh, half rebuild, where they didn't even dip below 500, they've been uh, good guys. And so people have already liked this team. And then the scandal comes out, and it's like, wow, like these guys actually were not villains. You know, these guys are good guys. So it's um, things have been going good as far as PR goes for the Yankees. So, so I'm going to give you a pick here. Okay. This is a little bit of a spoiler because I'm going to be giving all these picks at the end. Yes. I got the Yankees in the wild card because I'm really high on the race. Okay. Now, having said that, I also have the Yankees in the World Series. Huh. Yeah. I mean, if the Yankees are in a wild card, they've won two in the past three years. They just throw Cole in there. Yeah. And And here's my prediction for the AL wild card game this year. And I hope it happens. I know you don't want it to happen. But as a sports fan, you'd be like, all right, this is going to be pretty great. Yankees and Astros, the wild card game <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. that Cole against the Astros. That would be incredible. Um, that would be probably the best wild card game that we've had uh, in its existence. But I, I just don't see either of those teams not winning their division. So, But I, I if that happened, I would, <laughs> that would be so cool. So uh, I'll root for it as the... Because I think that's who I would want to face just to get revenge uh, if we got the AL uh, wild card. So. I would say that I think both the A's and the Rays are similar in several ways. Being small market teams, those were your two wild card teams last year. But I think that for both of those teams to really have a shot in the playoffs, they have to win their division. I think it's more important to those two teams that it's the Astros and the Yankees who've been there, yeah. have won in elimination games. I think both those teams are more likely to rattle through and win some of those games. Something that could happen, we talk about some of these banged-up Yankees players. The Yankees, might not, they're not going to go 100 miles an hour every game. Uh, no, that's, that's very true. I think the Rays are going to have to in order to really have a shot this year. Yeah, their pitching staff is going to have to be churning out, you know, one, like zero, one, two run starts. Uh, they'll be going, and the offense, which is pretty average, is going to have to. Or wait, were you saying the, the Rays? Rays, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're. They'll have to. Uh, they'll have to pick it up. The offense for sure. Are we switching to Rays? Yeah, we're talking nice. Rays now. Talking Rays now. All right. It seems like I'm the president of the Rays fan club. Okay. Not not in a fan standpoint, but I love what they're about. Yeah. I read their book, The Extra Two Percent, one of my favorite baseball books. How Wall Street strategies transformed a team from worst to first. A lot of great stuff in that book. Highly recommend it. Can't say enough good things about it. Here's the thing with the Rays, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to play so well for them in the regular season. I think they have the best starting rotation in the American League East. 
and they're right there with the Yankees. I think both those two teams, probably the two best bullpens in the entire American League. Yeah, yeah. Who do you like in their bullpen? Give me, uh, give me your guys. What do you want to bring out? What's your ideal seven, eight, nine? <laughs> well, Nick Anderson was an excellent. He had a great rookie campaign last year. Diego Castillo, another guy. Then Jose Alvarado. Those would be my three. They traded Emilio Pagan, who was one of their big stud relievers last year, in an interesting trade that brought them Manuel Margot. Okay. Who was a high prospect, struggled with the Padres. That was an interesting trade. But yeah, I would say Anderson, Castillo, and Alvarado, those yeah. three. Yeah, and I, I think I like uh, Oliver Drake a lot. Yes. Um, yeah. And the reason I like him so much, he just looks like a normal guy, you know? <laughs> But he will get you out. He will get you out. Uh, and he had a really solid year last year. You know, whip under one. You like to see that. But That's they're, great. They're definitely, you know, uh, the working man's team out there uh, <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the AL East. Um, and that, that bullpen really is, I think it's it could be underrated, I'd say. Especially because they kind of stand in the shadow of the Yankees yeah. bullpen, uh, which gets all the press. And, you know, rightly so. But, be, you know, that's not... Something that I think people they also stand in the shadow of their starting pitchers rotation. Uh, so yeah, um, well, I'd, I'd say in terms of a one-two-three, can you think of a better one-two-three in the American League than a healthy Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, Tyler Glass? Now, no, no, that's definitely the best. There, those guys are awesome. Blake Snell, you know, injuries kind of messed with him last year, but uh, I think he'll be back. And also, I was doing some research there. Apparently, his advanced you know statistics were pretty solid his whiff rate was up from his Cy Young season uh the exit below was down um but his ERA was just way up so yeah I think that was a combination of injuries and and also uh just bad luck yeah totally um but yeah. he's he's a beast definitely. yeah Ryan Yarbrough had a nice productive year last year I think he had a sub four ERA came we talked about him last year where he came close to the shutout and they pulled him right, into yeah, yeah, the ninth yeah. inning. I remember sitting in the same seat, <laughs> was that like six months ago, talking yeah. about that. <laughs> That's terrible. I have the same take now that I have that. That's terrible. You can't be doing that. Um, yeah, I love Charlie Morton too. And I, I, love, love, yeah. I love that he, uh, you know, the ex-Astro, I, lo- I just love that guy so much. He was, he was a beast. He had the best season of his career last year with the Rays. Um, I think that a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to be uh, as good when he came to the Rays, but he's really proved that he is, you know, one of the best in the business. So, like that guy a lot. You know, I, I like their lineup, too. I like their lineup, too. Brendan McKay. Yeah, I was just about to We're, talk oh, about Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. What were you going to say? Well, I just am so excited to see that guy play, you know. See, I, would, I hope that they can figure out a way to, you know, have him be able to play both sides of the plate. If you don't know who he is, he pitches and he hits yeah so he could dh he can play first base and he throws gas yeah he's uh the number 15 prospect in baseball and he's a stud he's gonna come up this year he's a lefty he's a fun guy to watch they have two other prospects that are expected to come up this year vital brujan he's a middle infielder what is his name vital Bruhan. That's an incredible name. <laughs> Just the the most vital Bruhan you've ever seen. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Let's go. I'm excited for him. Uh, another guy whose name I've seen in trades has been a top 100 prospect for a couple of years now, Brent Honeywell. He's expected to make his debut this yeah. year. He's a righty. And Shane Baz. Oh, no. Sorry. Not Shane Baz. He's, he's, Shane Baz is a top 100 guy, but not this year. Mm-hmm. They also have the number one prospect in baseball. If they were to be in a situation, I, de- I highly doubt this would happen, but if they were in a situation where they're thinking we could really win the World Series this year, yeah, trade the number one overall prospect in baseball for a huge piece, Chris Bryant, something like that. Yeah. Now, I don't think that's realistic because they're the Rays and they have to save money and they might be looking at this window just getting started being in an even better spot to win next year when they have this guy and they're going to have him on his rookie contract for five years or six years or whatever. But a lot of lot to like about this Rays team. Yeah, I think they could be a team that would benefit from a rental, you know, so they yeah. don't have to get locked into a long-term contract. Like if they're on the cusp this year, they're leading the AL East, get a guy for half a season at the trade deadline uh, and really make a run at it, and then you you know maybe you'd be losing like a good prospect, but you wouldn't be putting yourself you know on the books for a long time. So that could be a good move for them. Totally, and we haven't talked about this lineup yet. Uh, we'll do that somewhat quickly. But Austin Meadows is a guy who I he bet two ninety last year, mm-hmm. thirty five homers. That's a he's a brewing superstar. Yeah. Oh, he's great. No uh, one talks about that guy at all. I know. I feel I didn't really pay too much attention to them, but I started hearing more this offseason people talking about how he's going to be, you know, just as good, even better next year. Um, and I, I hope he proves it. You know, it's awesome to see young stars out there. You know, he could be the leader of this team. Uh, definitely. Brandon Lowe's good too. Yeah, Brandon Lau. Yeah. Lau. I, yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> I don't know why it's Lau though, because yeah. it's spelled like low. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Funny. Kind of funny story between the two of them, Lau and Austin Meadows. I was just reading. Apparently, a week ago, they both had to skip a game because their houses almost caught on fire. Um, oh my gosh! I know, but like, so when you think about it, like, it's like, oh yeah, both of our houses almost burned down. To me, that sounds like a made-up excuse for like, <laughs> like skipping school or something. Like, yeah, my dog and my home. Oh yeah, both of our houses almost burned down. It sounds like they were probably just out a little bit too late in Tampa or something. Um, but I, I thought that was kind of hilarious. They're all fine. No one's hurt. But uh, I thought that was that was probably made up. I don't think there was any brush fire or anything. Another cool thing about their lineup, you know, who this guy Yoshitomo Tutsugo is. Who is he? So he just came over from Japan. Yeah. Over the past four years, he's averaged 34 home runs per year. Wow. He's the youngest player in the Japanese league to hit 200 home runs. Uh, so he's, I think, 28 right now. So his home run numbers, I was checking, they they that 34 number, I kind of you know made it look nicer. But it, I think he hit 44 four years ago, and then it's been declining a little bit ever since. But... That guy should be in his athletic peak right now. Yeah. Uh, so he's projected to be their DH. Uh, a lot of hitters parts. Hole. Yeah, I know. I would love to see. I love those Japanese guys coming <laughs> over. I was a big Hideki Matsui fan. Uh, yeah. You know, so if we World get, Series MVP. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he spanked homers. <laughs> that guy was awesome. Um, and so if Yoshitomo can do some of that, I, I, I would love to watch that go down. <laughs> But I was reading about him. He seems like an exciting player. They got a lot of interesting guys. They made some. They made several moves. They have a lot of depth because 
Not only did they make that trade for Margot with the Padres, they also traded Tommy Pham for Hunter Renfro. Right. Get a little more power in that lineup, which is interesting. Did you like that trade? I don't know. know, Here's the thing with the Rays. It's always just kind of wait and see. They always do these kind of trades, and you're always wondering, okay, what what are we going to see out of this? And Ah, that's it. Because I remember when they traded Archer, Keith Law, from ESPN said it was a horrible trade when they traded Chris Archer for Tyler Glass now. Right. And Austin Meadows. That's a great trade. Oh, it's an incredible <laughs> trade. Yeah. So a lot of times it's wait and see. We'll see about Renfro. Kiermaier is as good of a defensive center fielder as there is in this league. They also made another interesting trade. They traded a top 100 prospect, a pitching prospect, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, for Jose Martinez. For the Cardinals, who's another guy who I think could really benefit when playing as a DH. Because he's not a very good defensive outfielder. But you get him in there, just getting him at bats as a DH. I could see him turning into a star in that regard. Yandy Diaz, Willie Adamas, G-Man Choi. This is a good team. Yeah. No, it really is. I feel like they're a team that, you know, maybe if you're a pretty casual fan... You'd be shocked to see them in the World yeah, Series. You have but no idea who any of these guys are. Yeah, but if you're fo- if you're following baseball, you know that the Rays—they're a very well-oiled machine, you know, well-run or- organization—and you know that they've got the best, you know, pitchers in baseball. And so, they—I I think that I would not be too surprised to see them like upset the Yankees in an ALCS or something like that. Totally. Um, I don't think that would be that crazy. So they're over/under win total. If I were to guess. They probably have them around 92 and a half or something like that. They're probably always sleeping on them. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, the I'm pulling that up here. I th- I they definitely don't get enough love uh, ever um, <laughs> from, from anyone. Uh, they're definitely an underappreciated team, but uh, so according to Odd Shark, yeah, they're at 90 and a half, which is which is it's a know, bargain. Last, last year they won 96. Definitely going to go over on that. I think so you talk about they have a healthy Glass now and a healthy Blake Snell, who they missed for much of the season last year. And Glass now, when he was healthy, pitched. He was a Cy Young candidate in right. the first month. Right. So you get those guys for the whole year. Let's say the lineup is the exact same as it was last year. I think there's more power in the lineup this year. I think they're going to score a little more runs. You think I- Jose Martinez will hit a few? Yeah, I think he's a good bat. He's like, he is a good contact bat too. But I think you talk about that Japanese guy. Yeah, there's a lot to like about this team. So I'm rooting for you. Last year, <laughs> 96 wins. Is it insane to think that they're four wins better than they were last year with all the with those guys coming back? I, I think they are. I got. I will pencil them in at a hundred, winning the division by one game over the Yankees. Wow. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know if I see four wins better. I I see two wins better. On okay, I see ninety eight. Uh, I see them, you know, hosting the wild card game is where you probably hosting have them. the wild card game. But the more I think about it, you know, the Yankees Astros wild card game <laughs> that sounds incredible. That would be the most watched game of the year for sure. Uh, so, and I after uh, I've watched three wild card games as a Yankees fan. And I've actually come to enjoy it. I used to hate them. They lost to the Mets. Uh, no, not the Mets. 
They lost to Astros. The Astros. Yes. Yep. There's history Keichel. there. Keiko yeah. shut them down. So they did play. Uh, and then. Beat then the A's one year. Beat the A's, and then they beat the Twins. Twins, yeah. Which was epic. Uh, I, all three of those games were great games. So I would be okay with, you know, Rays take the crown, you know. Then that's not them. what you're picking, though. That's not what I'm picking, clear. but it would be it would be fun to watch. And you wouldn't be Good shocked score. if the Rays won this division. No, I, I would not be shocked. I really wouldn't. If it they would be do, a disappointment, but it would be not too shocked. If they do, I'm probably going to be one of the only people that stuck my neck out and said, yeah. I, I think the Rays will win the division Go for this it. year. And I do think they will. This isn't just some kind of hot take. As I mentioned, 96 wins last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I respect that pick. That's an, that's an educated pick. Uh, I think some people will call you crazy, but I don't think that, I don't think that <laughs> I know they will. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's you're well, definitely you sticking think, your neck out. Do you think though. I was crazy to pick the A's and the AL West for the same reason? Uh, I think that you're crazy to pick them because I think that the Astros are. I still think that the Astros are the best team in baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they won two division titles. Yeah, 20, 2008, 2010, and 2020, according to Jack <laughs> on the Jack Vita show. So I'm I'm okay with that pick. I think it'll be proved wrong, but it'll be I think it'll be a race. I do think it'll be a race. I think it's closer than a lot of people realize. Yeah, I think so too. And if I think if the injuries do derail the Yankees to become a wild card team, yeah. then that is where they'll capitalize. And yeah, it's seeming to happen just like it did last year. So if the replacements can't come up, then I think the Rays will be there to take the crown. Another interesting note: last year it seemed like the Yankees ran through the race in all yeah. those games, and that's the thing is, their Yankees are kind of the Rays' daddy. But yeah. I, I, feel, I don't, I don't really understand it because the Rays are so good, but the Yankees just do really well against them. So it's kind of like the Mario Luigi thing, <laughs> you know, like yeah. keep going for it, Luigi. And Luigi's really more athletic than Mario. Yeah, you know, he can is. Jump higher, but at the better end of the vertical. day, yeah, much better vert. But at the He'd end be of the day, better at the combine, I think. Yeah. But uh, Mario's the guy you put in the game, he's going to win. That's exactly right. And, you know, he gets Peach. <laughs> Who true. does Luigi get? Daisy? True. Yeah. You know? Like, not as good. No. But, no, uh, no, yeah, no. I think, you know, the Rays are a really good team. They'll definitely be in the playoff. You want to throw out any other picks you got for this MLB season? We got to go in a second. But Yeah. Uh, I think that one thing that's interesting, I want to go back to the Astros being uh, beaned. Uh, I think... I will jump on that train, and they will get beamed a lot. It's really interesting to read all these takes. It's been the most entertaining offseason that I remember of my life. This has been it's so been, fun. Yeah. Like Even though it's bad press, bad press is good press. Any press is good press. And so it's really cool to see the game. People are excited. My roommate, who he's a big soccer fan, and that's he likes soccer and football, doesn't follow baseball at all, but he's been loving this Astro <laughs> scandal thing, and he's paying so much attention uh, and there's so many people that don't like baseball that now are interested and will be following because it's like the NBA where they got this dramatic uh, storyline and now the MLB finally has that. So this is going to well, be don't compare it year. to the NBA. Double digit viewership hit this year. Viewership is down by double digits. Yeah, well, 2020, Yeah, I mean viewership. So you don't want to be the NBA, right? No, you don't. But <laughs> you, the NBA, they're not going down because they're having like epic, like the LeBron James. You know, sure. Cleveland to Miami, yeah. Cleveland, L- like stuff like that is what keeps people interested. And so it's Absolutely. cool to see this uh, this happening. So yeah, excited. so World Series pick, uh, you gotta have the Yankees in there. Yeah, gotta go Yankees uh, over over. Uh, they're gonna win in a seven game series against 
the Cubs. Oh, my, I was going to say, do not Let's say the go. Cubs. Do not no, say the I, Cubs. I really don't think that that's going to happen. That's what <laughs> I want to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. No. I would uh, not be surprised to see the Dodgers in there. Yeah. Because their their team is so, like, adding Mookie and Price to that team. They, they lost Ryu, but besides that, I think that they're going to be incredible. But I don't see them winning. It's, you know, who are the Dodgers going to lose to the in the World Series this year? That's been my joke for the past few years. So they're going to lose in a... You know, five, six game series to the Yankees. Uh, it'll be epic, though. Well, stay tuned for my pick. I will share my World Series pick later in this preview series. Nice. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming by. Go Hoosiers. Yeah, go Hoosiers. Uh, also, shout out to what was the name of that hot dog place we went? Little, Little Island. Island. Little Island. Jack and I were like, hey, we're doing an MLB preview. Let's smash some Chicago-style hot dogs. So we did. Chili cheese dogs Chili cheese dog for Jack. Yeah. Chicago-style here. So cheese Thanks fries. Yeah. Good stuff. Was, this is great. Thanks for having me on, Jack. You're doing some great work. Keep listening, everybody. All right. Thank you so much, Jonathan. So much fun having Jonathan here with me in studio today. And I must say, if you heard some noises off the mic coming from the room my dog was making a little bit of noise blue was misbehaving a little bit so i apologize for that noise but really enjoyed having jonathan with me today great company great conversation so excited to see what will happen in the american league east as i mentioned i will be recording the rest of these podcast episodes here over the next week today's march 7th i'm gonna record four more over the next week before Selection Sunday. They will not be released until later, however. I'm going to release two a week probably, feeding into opening day on the 26th of March. I can't believe we're only just a few weeks away. It's coming up so quickly. Go ahead and follow my Facebook page. It's Jack Vita on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show or at Jack Vita Show on Twitter and Instagram, and you will be up to date on everything that I'm working on. I will post the link to my March Madness pool in that group on Selection Sunday on that Facebook page and also on my Twitter page. You're going to want to play in that. It's going to be a lot of fun. As I mentioned, the winner will get to appear on an episode of this podcast. So please go ahead and do that. Also, while you're at it, subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We had about five or six of those come in over a two-day stretch last week, and it was so cool to see the boom in listenership over those couple of days. It really does a lot in the Apple slash iTunes algorithm, more people will find the podcast easier as we try to expand this podcast. It would mean so much to me if you were able to take just a couple seconds and write a quick review with the five-star rating. And don't just leave the rating. Write, write a couple of words. Just write something. It could even say, good show, and that could be it. You could leave questions in there. You could tell me what your favorite episode was. I'd love to know what your favorite episode of this podcast is. So go ahead, please leave a review. It does a lot of good for the podcast. I am excited to record the rest of these MLB previews. As we were recording this, I got a text from Jordan Morandini 
told me he's sick. He's going to need a little bit of time to rest. So Evan Myers will handle the AL Central with me tomorrow. I'll talk with Zach Jones early in the week for the NL West. And then Jordan will join me later in the week to do the NL Central and then the NL East. So I'm looking forward to getting all that content out there for you, the listeners. And last thing I should say, I have stickers for this podcast with the podcast logo on them. If you would like to get some stickers, if you want me to mail them out to you, slide into my DMs, message me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I can send you any number between 1 and 10 stickers for $5 to wherever it is that you live in the United States. I will hook you up and we can get you some podcast apparel so you can rep the podcast with pride. Had a lot of fun today. So thank you so much to everyone again for listening to this episode. Have a great rest of your week. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>